Why did the Siamese twins move to England? Because the other one wanted to drive. <laughs> what did the Calvinist say when he fell down a flight of steps? Glad we got that over with. How can you tell the children of a trombone player at a playground? You just look for the ones that don't know how to use the slide and can't swing. How many trumpet players does it take to screw in a light bulb? Only one. He slash she just holds it in and the rest of the world revolves around him slash her. Hello, everybody. This is James Newcomb, and welcome to Trumpet Dynamics, telling the story of the trumpet and the words of those who play it. I want to give a little context as to what in the world you just heard at the very beginning of this episode. I recently took uh, an online course. It was a master class. It wasn't cheap, by the way. So I just want to let you know that I am investing in the quality of this show in my own personal development as a podcast host. One of the things that this person said over and over and over is you have to be entertaining in your show. It um, really doesn't matter how important or how interesting or how valuable your material is on your podcast if it's not entertaining. And I thought that makes a lot of sense. And so I thought that with this episode, I would I would just put what I learned into practice and put the entertainment first and foremost into the, the very beginning of the episode. And now we can get into the, uh, the important, the meaty, weighty subject matter for today's episode. I want to bring you up to speed a little bit on what has been going on with this podcast. It started in 2016, and it went pretty strong for about a year, and then took some time off, restarted it again in 2017, and then again in 2018, and now here it is in, I think I restarted it uh, in around January of 2020, and, and, and again, put out episodes rather sporadically with no level of consistency at all. But now, here in June of 2021, things are starting to pick up back up. And I have made the decision that this podcast should be a, a major part, a vital part of my content production, my content um, output. And I want to just take a couple of minutes to explain what brought me to that decision and what you can a little bit about what you can expect with this show moving forward. I think it was June of 2016, shortly after I started the Trumpet Dynamics podcast, I had a day-long mastermind seminar with a fellow named John Lee Dumas. John Lee is really well known in the podcasting sphere. Again, spending a day with someone like him wasn't cheap. But I viewed it as an investment into my my own skills and my own career as a podcaster. And it was in that meeting that I had the idea to start a show that focused on entrepreneurship for musicians. And the show was called Musicpreneur, Making Money Making Music. It's still around. I don't host it anymore. I've passed on the hosting duties to my friend Jim Lambie. I still remain kind of behind the scenes, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. I'm the guy behind the curtain, giving a little bit of influence, a little bit of insight where I can. But Jim is is spearheading it, and he's booking all the interviews, and he's developing his own flair and his own identity as a podcast host, and he's really doing a fine job. And it was for that reason that I 
kind of allowed Trumpet Dynamics to slip away in early 2017 because I was really focused on that one show, Musicpreneur. You know, it just—it was just a nagging thing that I just couldn't shake. I just felt kind of like, I guess you call it, I don't know if you call it a calling or if you just call it, you're, you, I just was just interested in the trumpet. And I just thought, I don't want to let this show go. I don't want to just neglect it. I felt like I was neglecting a little piece of me by neglecting the show. And so in uh, early 2018, I resurrected the show and started putting out episodes, this time with a bit of a bent on the entrepreneurship element, how to be a trumpet player, how to get gigs, and how to build your career as a trumpet player. That was my goal, was to kind of take the some of the principles that I had learned in the short time that I'd been doing the Musicpreneur show and apply them to trumpet players. Riches in the niches, right? You focus on one specific uh, demographic, you have a much better chance of having some influence with just a very small group of people that that can relate to you and that know and like and trust you. If you need 10 people to listen and digest your message, what would be the best way to do that? To speak to a, a room, a small room in a hotel somewhere that can seat 100 people? You're talking to people who are engaged with your message. Let's say you're like a featured subject matter expert on a particular topic, and everybody in this room is interested in the topic that you're speaking on. That's scenario A. Now, scenario B is you're in uh, one of those big arenas, and there's 25,000 people in the rafters and in the, uh, like, they've got seating on the floor, and it's a huge deal. Everybody's excited. You get up to speak. You're one of 20 speakers on, on the day's docket. Those are the two scenarios. Of those two, what do you think is going to be the best chance of having your message be uh, taken to heart, applied to their lives? Like if your life depended on it, where would you go? Most likely, you would go to the small ballroom where people are interested in you, they respect you because you're the subject matter expert. Whereas in the big arena, it, you might get an, uh, a bit of an adrenaline rush speaking to a crowd of that size, but they're checking their phones, they're talking with their spouses about when to pick the kids up from soccer practice, they're, they're not completely focused on you. You are one of many people speaking throughout the day. So that's a little bit about one of the principles of podcasting is you want to focus on one niche. And I, I think that's what has brought me back to this show over and over and over. And I think now I'm, I'm back for good. You're back for good. Excuse uh, me? Did, did I hear it right? You said you're back for good. Uh, yes. It, Can you, we be back for bad too? Do you need to be here? I have questions for you. I think your audience will have the same question. You said I'm back for good. Are you back for good? Are you, uh, I mean, wait, wait, let me rephrase it for you. I think you don't understand my language. Are you back for good? What is the difference between back for good and back for bad? Ladies and gentlemen... It appears that that which was once completely avoidable has become inevitable. I would like the pleasure of introducing you to my executive secretary, Basmati. Basmati, thank you so much for being on the show with us. You said in 2021 you came again for good. 
you didn't tell everybody who is behind your success. This is your executive secretary pushing you. Behind the success of every man is a surprised woman. Behind every successful man, there is a successful woman. Great. Are you done? You didn't clarify. Can what, I what, what do continue you my episode now? Okay, but after you finish this part, you should explain to the audience. Basmati, there are three people listening to this, and they are depending on this show to gain vital insight on their careers. Do those three people have tongue? I would assume they do. Oh, they're dangerous, you know. They can be very, very dangerous. When they go out there, they will speak about you. They will say, this guy came for good. But they don't know how to explain that. So you have to explain to everybody. What am I explaining again? The phrase you use that bring complication to this podcast is, I came back for good. What do you mean, I came back for good? I think that the conflict is within you, Ms. Basmati. There is no conflict. That's just a common phrase. You come back for good. It means that you're there to stay. It doesn't mean anything other than that. Unless you make it to mean something other than that. Silence. Okay. Enough from the peanut gallery. Thank you, Basmati, for your generous and profound wisdom that you have brought to this show. Anytime, anytime. As I... I Now, as I was saying... Okay, you seriously need to leave right now. No, I don't care. I'm recording a podcast, and this is what I do. Do you understand? Please, go pick some rice or something. I don't care what you do. Just let me record, would you? Okay, fine. I'll bring it by tonight. Okay. All right, goodbye. Okay, so as I was saying, I have made the decision that this is the way it should be. This is the one that is going to be the best served. Uh, for the reason that it does focus on the one niche, and that's a very practical, very pragmatic reason. But there's also a very, um, I guess you'd call it a, a spiritual reason, for lack of a better term. Uh, I feel like I'm called to the trumpet. I don't necessarily feel called to the trumpet community per se. It's not like I'm a, an apostle of any type of message to the trumpet community, but I feel called to just the trumpet, the instrument, the history of it, uh, I find fascinating. And it, thinking about the people that I spoke to in the early days of the show and have continued to speak to throughout the years as it was produced intermittently, and now it's going to be uh, more consistent, I'm just enamored with the history, with the just kind of the, the attitude, the swagger. Uh, that is associated with being a trumpet player. And of course, there's the issue of you don't want to be an arrogant jerk, but there is, you know, just that kind of that cool confidence that comes with being like holding that leadership position in the band. Take that for what it's worth. That's, that's just how I feel about it. And it's why I feel just kind of called to use my skills, whatever skill I have, with podcasting, in service of the trumpet. Now, it's interesting that it, was, it wasn't it was that long ago that I was literally on 
the brink. In fact, I had actually made the decision that I was going to stop playing trumpet. Here it is in June of 2021, and I think it was as recent as maybe even early May 2021 that I had I had all but completely made up my mind that I was I was just going to quit, not just the trumpet or not just the podcast, but just quit playing trumpet, period. I thought maybe it's just my time. Maybe it's just you know, I had a good run. I did, I've done it since I was eight years old, and I've done some cool things, some interesting things. But now my career has, it looks like it may be going towards the route of being the, uh, the, the leader or the, the CEO of a podcast production business. Maybe it's time for me to stretch my wings a little bit and not focus on just one little niche, but focus on other things that, that interest me personally, such as spirituality such as things that uh, concern more than just getting gigs, learning the Artunian Trumpet Concerto. Maybe it's time to put my focus on things like that. In fact, I had told my wife, Sana, that I had made the decision that I was going to quit. And I didn't tell anybody else this. I just told her. And it's interesting how having the right woman in your corner changes the trajectory of your life sometimes, because this, and this is a true story. We were in a cab. We were going from our apartment in Eco Park in Vietnam to uh, one of the shopping malls in downtown Hanoi, and we were talking about it. And I, and I just, I was just saying, you know, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm gonna. I have two performances lined up in Vietnam this summer, 2021, and then after that, I'm done. I'm going to quit. No more. I'm going to retire. And she said, I think you should keep doing it. She said, and I said, well. I tell you what, I would have to have a really good reason to keep doing it. And she said, well, I'm your wife. Isn't that a good reason enough? Well, you know, she is my wife. It, that actually is a good enough reason. If she likes it, if it brings joy to her, then that's a good enough reason to continue to do it. Even if it's not uh, like on a grand scale, like even if I'm not going to go for a principal trumpet position in the Vienna Philharmonic, even if it's just a hobby, that's a good enough reason to keep doing it. And so with my wife basically saying that and basically making the decision that, yes, I will continue to do this, that it's interesting how you, you make one little decision like that. And I think it's just like, I feel like it's just within my ikigai, that's something that you're going to hear on this show in, in a month or so, talking about ikigai. That's a Japanese term that refers to having a mission or your purpose in life. And I truly believe, just thinking about how events have transpired in my own life, that trumpet is part of my ikigai. And it's not like playing trumpet is that, but the virtues that you develop, the skills and the, the, the character that you develop playing the trumpet— that's the, that's the ikigai. That's the purpose. And that's the purpose of having a podcast like this, is so that you can give that voice to other people who may not otherwise have an opportunity to share the invaluable insights that they share. That it, it's, it's, I, I just see it as my purpose, having this podcast and, and playing the trumpet. I mean, it's, it's another thing is I'm kind of good at it. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant I'm not saying it to, to, like, I have a big ego. I'm saying that I know my way around a horn. And as busy as I am, 
with a podcast production business, taking care of my wife here in Vietnam and trying to maintain as close a relationship with my son in the United States. I'm, I'm, I'm a busy guy. I honestly don't have time to do something that is not part of my purpose in life. So if trumpet was just a hobby, I don't think that I would do it. In fact, I, w- I would say to my wife, with respect, honey, I'm very busy right now. I just have so much on my plate that I just can't do it. Maybe in a year I can pick it up again, but I just can't do it right now. But that's not how it worked out. You, you have those moments where you just know in your gut that this is what you're supposed to do. And when you make that decision, it's amazing how things just fall into place. Doors are opened. It doesn't come without work. It doesn't come without elbow grease. But when you make those decisions and you just kind of follow your gut and you just know that this is what I'm supposed to do. Now, another thing that was a bit of a mindset, um, I think looking back, I think it was a bit of an obstacle that kept me away from this podcast or it kept me not as committed to this podcast as I could have been. I think I had the wrong mindset as to what the role the trumpet should play in my life, how I should identify myself as a trumpet player. I left the military in um, late 2015. I I don't know if I've shared this story on this podcast, but I've shared it in other podcasts. But in late 2014, I had a very traumatic experience. I was playing the trumpet shell sound in Seoul, Korea, where I was stationed at the time. And to say that it didn't go well would be, uh, it would be an understatement. It, it just, I had legit muscle fail, failure in my lips. And I, I literally could not form an embouchure. And I was playing the trumpet shell sound with a, uh, with a choir of expats. And I was very exposed and it was, it was humiliating to go through that. And it was shortly after that, that I made the decision that I was going to get into podcasting. It's not like I just got discouraged by that experience. But I think it caused me to think, well, maybe maybe trumpet isn't what you should be doing, James. Maybe you should be doing something else. Maybe I considered it a sign of some sort that I should get into podcasting and, and put trumpet on the back burner. And so for years, for, long, for the longest time, that's how I viewed myself. I was a podcaster who happened to play trumpet. I had played trumpet in the past, and I still did it here and there, but it wasn't, it didn't have the level of importance that it once had. Podcasting had taken that role in my life, my identity. But I just want to go back to that conversation that I had with my wife, Sana, when she said, I'm your wife, that's a good enough reason. It was a bit of an aha moment for me. I realized I am a trumpet player. I always have been since I was eight years old. There's really no reason for me to stop. It's not like I'm a prof- professional athlete who can't handle the rigors of the road. That's why that's why athletes retire is because they can't their body just can't keep up with all of the the traveling required of being on the road. It's not that they can't play baseball. It's not that they can't hit home runs. It's just that their body won't allow them to do all that traveling, right? But I don't have that. So it's not like I can equate myself to Derek Jeter who's on the road all the time. I'm not. What we do is, is if you're burned out from being on the road, well, you find something else that doesn't have you on the road so much. Maybe it was me just being a bit of an excuse factory. But whatever the case may be, I just realized that I am a trumpeter who has a podcast. It's a very distinct 
difference between being a podcaster who plays trumpet. Now, like most musicians, I have a day job. My day job, it happens to be something that I really, really enjoy doing. Privileged beyond measure to edit podcasts for other people. I have clients, we have clients, I should say, all over the United States. And we're taking on current ones. So if you're interested in having us do your podcast, then check us out at podcastartistry.com. I just realized that's my day job. That's not necessarily my ikigai, my purpose in life. It's not, I wasn't put, it, put on this earth so that I could edit other people's shows. Was I put on this earth to play the Haydn trumpet concerto? No, I don't think that either. But I was put on this earth to do a very specific purpose. And the trumpet is part of that. So I think it was that mindset shift that really allowed me and gave me the moral permission that I needed to pursue this podcast with full gusto. All right, I know I've been a bit long in the tooth here, so I'm just going to wrap things up and give a little bit of insight as to how I view this show going moving forward. Now, another thing that my podcasting mentor uh, that I've already mentioned, the one that said that you have to be entertaining uh, for your podcast to be listenable. Another thing that this person said that I have taken to heart is that the podcast has to be about the person hosting it. And there's a very profound difference between making the podcast about a certain topic versus making the podcast about an individual. And let me tell you, it is not easy to take up that mantle. It can be very unnerving to make yourself the center of the show. But that I think that's what it, it's really necessary for, the sh- for a show to be uh, successful. And there's various ways that a person can do that. They can be like Tim Ferriss, who is, it's the Tim Ferriss show. And, you know, he has these guests, but Tim is the, the expert. He's the one that's bringing all these world-renowned experts on this and that into your earballs. And that's one way of going about it. Another way that is, I think is more aligned with my approach to doing a podcast is my own journey as a trumpeter. A lot of the things that you're going to hear on this show are things that I find interesting, things that I have found to be beneficial to me as a trumpeter. Recently, I had Steve Baker on the show, who is a, he's a really good trumpet player, but he's also very interested in politics. And I wanted to bring him on the show because he was directly affected by the pandemic and the lockdowns. And it was a very, really heart-stirring story about how he was affected and, and he ended up doing what he did and he's, he's making the best of it. That is the kind of stuff that I think is interesting. I think that that's like, if you want to talk about the story of the trumpet, do you think that the pandemic, 14-month lockdowns, doesn't have an effect on the story of the trumpet? Of course it does. The history, the world around us is part of what makes the story of the trumpet. It's for that reason that I want to talk about things that affect us. How to get back on your feet after not having any gigs for 14 months. Of course, that's something that's, that people find interesting. So when I bring people onto the show and talk about things like that, well, you have to understand that I like to talk about politics too. We all like to talk about politics to, to some degree. Like, I don't even have a degree in music. My deg- I have a master's degree in political science. 
And so I have my own distinct views and my own way of looking at the world. It's, it's inevitable that you're going to hear, you know, my own take on things political when you listen to my show. I mean, it's just natural that, that I'm going to share my own viewpoints. But don't think that my purpose of doing the show or that my purpose of discussing things that are sometimes political in nature, I'm not making this show a political show. I discuss it in as much as it affects the trumpet, the story of the trumpet. So things like lockdowns, of course, affected the story of the trumpet. So yes, I'm going to talk about it. And yes, you are going to hear my own viewpoints, my own opinions on things like the lockdowns. I don't expect anyone to agree with me. It doesn't matter to me whether or not anyone agrees with me. But my purpose is to bring information to the table that y'all are going to find useful. I was thinking about an image that I could use to kind of illustrate what I'm talking about. And the image that came to my mind is a tetherball. If you're old enough, you may remember uh, one, of the, one of those tetherball things in the playground, or I think we even had one in our, in our backyard. It's a pole that comes out of the ground, and it's in the cement, and the cement is in the ground, and the pole is, is, is in that concrete. And there's a rope with a ball attached to the rope. And then the, the goal is to get the ball from, you know, from hanging loose to all the way to your side of the pole. That's, that's the goal. Whoever gets it to the other side wins. And I sort of view bringing things like politics onto this show kind of like that. The tether, the pull of the show is trumpet. It is musicians. It is things that affect trumpeters and musicians and getting gigs and developing your career. That's the that's kind of like the the tether. That's the the uh, pull. And then the ball gets a little bit muddy sometimes. It gets sometimes maybe you can imagine it being let's say the ball the the rope is 20 feet long and you're doing this tether ball game and then the because it's so long the let's say that the ball gets into the woods and there's a little bit of mud on the tree or something. And so the ball gets a little bit muddy. But it stays tethered to the pole, right? It stays attached to that pole. That's kind of how I view uh, bringing outside topics onto the show. The, the goal is always trumpet. The goal is always the music. Uh, but when we do talk about things that are political in nature, you're, you're going to hear <laughs> my own take on things. But the mission, the purpose of the show remains what it is. So it is time for me to go. Now, if you have input, if you have some suggestions on people that I should interview for the show, if you have topics that you think would be interesting for other trumpeters to listen to, then by all means, uh, visit my website, jamesnewcomontrumpet.com. And you can find the current episodes of the podcast there. If you want to hear all of the archives, I'm not going to say all of the archives, but most of the archives of the show throughout the years, uh, the, I have a mobile app where I host, where I put all of the archives of the show. I only, I only have a very limited amount of, of the episodes available on the free platforms such as Apple and Spotify. But I do have a vast trove. It's a treasure chest of audio available on my mobile app. So uh, it's jamesnewcomontrumpet.com. And the first thing you're going to see right on that homepage is 
how to access the app. There's also a slash app. If you want to remember that, it's jamesnewcomontrumpet.com slash app, app. That's how you get in touch with me. Or if you just want to send me an email, the email address is james at jamesnewcomontrumpet.com. Again, if you go to the website, it's very clearly written on the top of the page once you once you enter the site from that front page. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I, I'm looking, I'm always on the lookout for interesting topics, interesting people to talk to. So if you've got ideas, shoot them my way. Basmati, do you have any parting words of wisdom for the two long-suffering listeners who have suffered through the very end of the Suffering listeners? What are you talking about? I am suffering myself here. How are you suffering? You're talking and talking and where's the joke coming in? Beginning, you said this is going to be a fun podcast. You talk for one hour. There is no fun in there. Well, I explained that you put the fun at the very beginning and then you get that out of the way and then you can talk about the... The important stuff. Oh, now I get it. Yes, you have to be entertaining, Basmati. Thank you for clarifying how your podcast gonna be. So the all the jokes are in the beginning. I'm gonna only listen twenty minutes. I would definitely download this podcast. That's great, Basmati. I really appreciate your support and your kind words. Anytime, Sergi. Anytime, Sergi. I'm jolly happy to be part of this too. <laughs> trumpet Dynamics tells the story of the trumpet in the words of those who play it. It also tells my own story. Join me on this journey through the world of making music and making life at jamesnewcomontrumpet.com. I have blogs, videos, event calendar, and much more. And of course, if you just want to access this great podcast, just remember the URL, trumpetdynamics.com, and you're off to the races. Looking forward to the next time. Be well. <laughs>